to step into her glorious and God is empowering a people to spearhead that agenda. Be blessed as the mandate bearer cast on the principle stirs your heart. People come to ask you, what is your secret? It is when everything is shaking, that we cannot be shaken will remain. I want to see the kingdom. There is a movement called the kingdom movement. I'm supposed to speak on emergence to apostolic and prophetic intimations or informations to position kingdom diplomats for emergence and relevance in the gates of the nations. How? Well, I try. I use a few scriptures and I give you explanations and we pray. Ephesians 2, 18 and 19. Okay, let's take 19 and 20. For now and therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief corner stone. Uh, that reminds me of what Paul said. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 10. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. Let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become very clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work on what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If you compare that with where we read in Ephesians 2, where 
The Bible says we are being built into a temple. And here also talks about temple. Ephesians 2 talks about the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And here Paul talks about laying solid foundations. Well, let me see how far I can go with this. The apostolic lays foundations and they lay solid foundations that will last for eternity. And so they are very concerned about the materials with which you lay the foundation. Paul talks about different type of things with which you can lay your foundation. He said you can lay your foundation with gold, with silver, with precious stones. You can lay solid foundations with solid materials. You can also decide to lay it with wood, with hair, with straw, which if you throw fire into them, they get burned, they get destroyed. So apostolic pastoring, apostolic ministry includes laying solid foundations with the best of all materials. After today, you will return to your branches. Pastor Duque told me when he was running around to inaugurate these branches. And uh, I'm not aware of anyone where he stayed and lived there for one month. The rest of the work is left in the hand of a pastor who is trusted, who is trusted to be able to lay the foundation for the work there with gold, with silver, with precious stones. Second Timothy 2. Paul wrote to his dear apostolic son and he said, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. That's a very strong statement. You must have had several teachings on grace. Grace in the Old Testament meant unmerited favor. Grace and the New Testament means that as well, but in addition, and more so, it means the power that raised Christ from the grave, the power that conducts the current of heaven through you and causes you to raise the dead, cause the cripple to walk, cleanse the leper. Cause blind eyes to see, the deaf to hear, and reconfigure things. Start a new generation and a new movement on the surface of the earth. And beat the old. I chose my words very carefully. 
And Paul said to his son, Be strong in that grace. And there's another dimension, the power of his might. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 talks about being strong and the power of his might. The apostles are bold, courageous, lion-hearted human beings. They are not pushovers. They are strong. They are strong in his might. Not just humanly strong. They are strong in God and they have grace. And Paul said to his son, his apostolic son, be strong in that grace. And I'm saying to you this morning, be strong in that grace. Because that grace will help you walk upon waters. It will help you call fire from heaven when you need it. It will make you command creation to submit to you if you have it. That grace. I don't know whether I've told you the story of how kidnappers came to me with weapons. They tell me to pray my last prayer. I roared like a lion. Kai! I said, you came to the wrong place. Stand with your sauce. And they began to butcher themselves. Be strong in the grace that's in God. We're not Juju priests. We're not satanic agents. We are the agents of the most powerful God. And he lives inside us. Be strong. And don't lay weak foundations. Don't lay foundations. After a while, we are told that that chapter has disappeared. Lay foundation that will grow, grow gradually and take over the city. A young man laid a foundation. He belongs to the Assemblies of God Church, Australia. He laid a foundation of the Hill Songs. Just with youths. The church began to grow and began to buy every building, every street, until the country and the, and the city had to have an emergency meeting to come up with a law to stop the church from buying more land. Because they were buying over everything. And they were growing. They were enlarging in a way you can't stop them. So when they said they can't buy any more land, then the pastor gathered them. Told Assemblies of God Church Australia and said, ordain the ones that have grown here as pastors. I want to send them out. The pastor in Australia says they have to go to a Bible school. He said they will lose the fire by the time they come out. The pastors in uh, Assemblies of God Australia said, well, uh, that's the tradition said, sir, with respect to all of you, I didn't raise men who will submit to tradition. You will have problem. They will have problem. So, permit me to, for now, separate them to go and do the work while you continue with your tradition. 
And then he left them, ordained these young men, sent them out over the world. By the time one of them arrived in Pretoria, in South Africa, they bought the biggest cinema hall. And in one month, they began to have 2,000 worshippers in that place. By the time one of them arrived in Manchester in the U.S., and the U.K., where some pastors have been there for 15 years and have 100 members. By the time they were three years old, they had 5,000 members in the U.K. of all places. They were burning, raging fires. Nobody could stop them. I was in an island in um, the Caribbeans. And those young boys and young girls landed in the Caribbean. In the city, everything ceased. Everybody headed to the stadium. There were men with big names who can't go to the stadium. Big, big, big names and drive big cars. But the impact of these young ones was, was, was so strong that in the hotel where I was, people were running around. I said, what's going on? They said, the song boys are in town. Nigerians haven't heard about kingdom diplomats. We have to devise a strategy that when all of you decide to visit a city, that city will, will shake. There will be a social earthquake in that city. Not because you have gray hairs. No, just because you have a passionate different capacity and amount of grace that you carry. So Paul said to Timothy, son, I will soon go away. Be strong. Carry that grace. Carry and well well. Then he went on to say to him, and the thing that you have heard from me among many witnesses locates faithful men and women. The type that you can call gold, silver, precious stone materials. Who will be able to teach others also. And let them continue on the foundation. Verse 20. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every useful Here we are. There are vessels of gold, silver, precious stones, and they are honorable. They, their faces don't look different. They, they wear the same dress style. But there's something inside them that distinguishes them from the wooden vessels, the hair vessels, the grass vessels. 
That is person's choice. Because Paul said to Timothy something very unique. He says, if anyone, verse 24, cleanses himself, prepares himself, promotes himself from being a vessel of wood and clay, those ones that can burn and break. And graduate yourself to being a vessel of gold and silver. Said you'll be useful for every good work. You'll be versatile. You'll be utility vessel. Anywhere God wants to show up, God will shoot you out to that place. Then those people will become strongly prophetic. Then those people are the apostolic people. Because you will hear God like you are having a conversation. Because God wants to send you on errand. And he doesn't want you to make mistakes. Apostolic and prophetic informations. That's what I'm doing. To position kingdom diplomats for emergence in the gates. Those of you who gave your life to Christ last night, I want to say welcome. You asked Jesus into your heart. Congratulations. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. I want to move over to the gates now. Because we're talking about emergence in the gates of the nations in this decade. And I say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, on this revelation, there was a revelation in verse 17. And Jesus said there, Blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And on this revelation, I will build my church. I will build my church and the gates of heads shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This key is given to the Apostolic companies given to the apostles. They are supposed to be rugged in the spirit, passionate in their emotions and their love for God, radical in their approach to kingdom matters. Sanduke said last night, some people will say, maybe something don't go wrong with your head. Thank you very much. They should be mad at the devil and the corruption he has put in the society. They should be mad at the distortions that we have seen against God's plans and purposes in human lives. They should be upset with the systems of this world 
Yes. There's nobody full of the Spirit that will not be. John the Baptist was, and he voiced it out. Jesus was, and he flogged men out of the temple. Said, I will build my church. And I, I know the materials I will use. The type of materials that kingdom diplomats have been working hard to develop. The Bible said, Jesus said, I called you that you may be with me. So that is the first calling. Coming to be with Jesus. So you will know him and he will know you. You will know his language. You will know his values. Then you will understand the kingdom he represents. He didn't send the apostles out immediately. He said to them, I called you first that you will be with me. Then secondly, that I may send you out to preach. After you have acquired the grace, the kingdom language, the heart of God, the boldness of the lion of the tribe of Judah. And when they went out, they had the command language. They came back saying, demons obeyed us. No one, none of them questioned. Every sickness was healed instantly. We didn't donate prayers. Jesus said, that's good. But I'm more fulfilled that your names and the Lamb's book of life. Because that's where we started. God forbid that one day I will hear that one of our pastors is not doing well. I will weep and cry. Because it will mean that the enemy was able to enter our camp, invade our camp, and stole one. Who began to speak a different language, think in a different pattern, and began to rebel. He said, Timothy, my son, be strong in the grace. And begin to raise quality men and women. In the branches. Gives more time to raising men as pillars. Paul says let everybody be careful. Of the quality with which he builds. What you are doing is not gathering crowd. You are raising a temple for God. You are raising an army. Sometime in December I was sleeping. Many times God will wake me up in the middle of the night. He said to me, I was preparing for global prayer quick. And I was excited at the people who will come. He woke me up. He said, you have crowd. And I don't need crowd. Ah. So I was quiet. He said, I need an army. I need warriors. I need soldiers. Not crowd. Crowd gives problem. Crowd is confused. So, I called one of the leaders of the NPN in Port Harcourt and said, this is what God is saying. 
just in case I wake up and forget it. I hope some of you don't get annoyed if Pastor Ndukwe calls you by 2 a.m. Do, do you call them around that time? Olukoya calls his staff 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And when he, they answer, they ask them, are you sleeping? One of them said to me, oh God doesn't expect us to sleep. I said, hear what I heard. God said we have crowd. And he needs warriors. No wonder in Judges chapter 7 he told Gideon raise me an army and Gideon blew the trumpet. 32,000 people volunteers. Like people will say my church is 30 something thousand capacity. Does God have an army there? Or you have crowd? And God began elimination. First, 22,000 went back among those who responded. And Gideon said, well, we can manage this. God said, no. Let's test them furthermore. He took them out. And 9,700 were eliminated. He had only 300. And Gideon said, how would this work? He said, that's all I need. The other ones are a bunch of problems. I want an army. And with those 300, Gideon fought and delivered Israel from 40 years of slavery in the hands of the Midianites. So what do we have? The apostles are not crowd. Jesus fed 5,000 people. He ministered to more than 5,000, 10,000 people. But he had only 12 apostles at the time. Look at the ratio. You are supposed to be apostolic and the prophetic company. What differentiates you from the other boys, the other girls you see in the campus? Your mindset. Your passion. Your fashion. Your inclinations. Apostolic intimations. The apostles are people who are choice materials. They're not part of the crowd. Let me again show you the difference between the apostles and, uh, and the crowd. Numbers chapter 13. Have you found chapter 13? And the Lord, not somebody, spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall Send a man. Every one of them should be a leader. An outstanding spokesman, a powerful leader among them. So what happened? Moses selected them 
and sent them. In the physical, they looked alike. They were like the champions of their tribes. But what do we see? They were physically strong enough that they went. The Bible says in verse 25. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. They quickly went and they came back. But by the time they returned, their recolors began to show. Verse 31. But the men who have gone up with Caleb said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than us. And when they mean us, they included God and Moses. God is God and Moses that sent them. So we can't. We cannot. This is very, very disappointing and discouraging. Verse 32. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people who we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anna came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. So they said, ten leaders have become ten grasshoppers. And Moses was left with two. And they instigated the people to pick up stones and kill Moses. They were called leaders, but they were grasshoppers. Probably they were called apostolic vessels, but they were not. Circumstances and pressure of work eliminated ten. And they said, let's kill Moses. And from the sweet mouth of these people, let's elect, elect one of them to take us backwards. That's how the crowd thinks. Make sufficient noise. Talk. Arrogantly and proudly. Criticize the key leader. You are the new champion. Their spirit is dirty. And they are attracted more to rebellion. To such things. They are not apostolic people. Check the 12 apostles in the Bible. They gave their lives for the gospel. None of them betrayed Christ. Why? He first spent time and put himself in them. That's why I like the foundation of the Enugu Church. 
For those of you who are new, who have joined, I pray there will be an opportunity for you to go through the foundation building process. That's the apostolic pattern. That's the apostolic pattern. You can raise leaders, give them apostolic titles and functions. But if they come under pressure, then you will notice those who are not. It will now be 10 grasshoppers versus 2 green men. And so when I'm talking to a crowd like this, I don't know whether I'm speaking to grasshoppers or I'm speaking to solid men. Grasshoppers drag us backwards. They mobilize the crowd to say, let's kill the leader. And consequently, God was mad. He said, for 40 days, you have spied out my gift. You are going back 40 years into the wilderness. <laughs> Moses said, I was not involved. He said, God said, I'm done. That's what they are for. That's what they like. That's what they have. The seed they have sown, and that's what they will reap. Forty days they enjoyed my land. Now forty years they will bear the punishment until all of them and those who wanted who picked stone are dead. That's what fake leaders do. They drag the walk backward, not even for two years. So please don't be quick to appoint leaders for us. Don't appoint wood or clay no, because they look big and bring money. Take everybody through the crucibles of the training to transform them until Christ is formed in them. Jesus said, when they repent, baptize them, but teach them to observe everything I have taught you. Paul said to Timothy, God is my witness. Teach them what before many witnesses I taught you. That training aspect is very important. Now that you're all scattered in many branches and you're working, the cost of bringing people together is expensive. But as many as they can come together, please let's come together and start the anti-crisis well formed us. God is not afraid of the enemy. But he is disturbed when he doesn't have an army. Jesse had eight sons. Three of them were in Saul's army. David was not the one they selected. But he had a good heart. He had the heart of God. And God said, I have searched in the whole of Israel. And I have found for myself a king. What? And even the prophet Samuel saw those who were not the king and said, Surely this must be God's power. And so some of the people we choose as leaders can be wrong. We can be wrong. 
Eventually, David was anointed. And when there was a battle for 40 days, Israel was under siege. And the king could not come out and could not talk. And the soldiers of Israel couldn't fight. They were paralyzed. They were frozen. And the choice of God, a young boy from the wilderness came and ended the war by destroying the champion of their enemies. You see, it is not whether you have gray heads. It doesn't matter if you have flat belly and flat bumble. What matters is your heart and what is inside of it and your relationship with God. So we can make a mistake. Look at your height, look at your shoulders and we say, this is the one. No, foul. God wants your heart first. To know if it's the heart of gold, the heart of silver. If it has bitterness, anger, rebellion, and every junk that Satan has, then he won't do anything with you. But then if you make yourself a utility vessel, an apostolic vessel indeed, God will use you mightily. Nobody cares about the village you come from. Nobody cares about the color of your skin. The whole world will gravitate towards you. I am an example. I am in global boards where there's no black man at all. And no black man has lasted for one year. And I've been there for five years. And nobody even asks me. They don't know my village. So don't come bragging about who you are and what you are and what you have and where you come from. Those things are not helpful. But the quality of your heart and your relationship with God. It was when David was running to kill Goliath that the king of Israel said, Who is this boy? Who is his father? It is in your performance that people will begin to ask, Where is he from? Who is his father? When we are through today and you leave this place, let these words ring in your spirit, man. As you walk on yourself, as you begin to fast, Pray. Your individual fast, not the one the ministry says fast, because you're on a journey. And then you will announce your experiences when you come back. There are passages that are here written for me, but I must not follow them. I'm glad that Pastor Dukwe wrote a disclaimer. He said, you are free to flow the way you are led. God will bless you. You are an intelligent son who didn't claim to know more than his father. Romans 8, 19 down says, for creation, the whole world eagerly waits for the revelation and emergence of those genuine sons. They are waiting. They have seen everything. But they are waiting for something different. 
There is a race I must run. There are victories to be won. Give me power every hour to be true. Also, Have this burden that also the married it ahead of you, Gige Mary, and you are seeking for divine strength for grace to finish well. This time that Moses chose, left with him from Egypt, crossed the Red Sea, walked through the wilderness, arrived at Canisbenia. As leaders of tribes and ended up as grasshoppers. The Bible said God was anointed and He slayed them. And they turned their people backwards. John the Baptist sent disciples to go and ask Jesus, Are you the one or should we look for another? Excuse me, let me ask you. Diplomats, leaders. Are you the ones? Or do we look for another? Pastor Nukwe, are they the ones? Or should God keep searching for a David? lost many grounds in Nigeria. The big names you knew are now speaking from two parts of their mouth concerning a false leader, a wrong one, one with false identity. And they said, let's follow him. Why? Because they have become grasshoppers. Creation is waiting. For a David. Not those who are looking to build empires. Proud, arrogant, pompous, full of themselves. God is looking. He said to Samuel, I have found for myself. Which means he was searching and he searched through the whole country and he picked one person. I want you to live here today as you go with a passion. God, let me be your choice. Choose me. 
when you look around my country, when you look around the African continent, and you're looking for somebody who will deliver, somebody who will not disappoint you, Lord, may I be the choice. Not somebody who copies what you see around the world. And you are wanting to be apostolic and prophetic, and you are worldly. You've not started. You don't know where you are. must be a vessel of gold heart of gold and was silver but not of clay and wood no. the doors are open only to those who have the master keys they open anywhere you go. That's what Matthew 16, 18 says. Said, I'll give 18, 19. Said, I will give you a master key. If you qualify for the gates, you have the key that will open every gate, every city. When Elisha came to River Jordan, and there was nowhere to cross. He says, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? He had the mantle, smote Jordan. The Bible said, A road appeared where there was no road. You have the keys. Sons and daughters, you have the keys. Every city should open to you. Every gate should open to you. The shoe. Whether the gate of the Ministry of Justice or the gates of politics or the gates of ministry and religion or the social media gates. And I need many of you there. If possible, let kingdom diplomats form their own what I call media house. That's where we are losing. You don't hear anybody speaking for God. You hear strange voices. You hear strange children speaking. But we need we need the apostolic sons. We need the imagining ones. Creation is waiting. We are looking for them. Excuse me. Don't pursue the thing that should pursue you. No. When you rise with a voice, when you rise with strong grace, when you rise, creation will gravitate to you, including money. There's a young boy in Umuahia. I visited him. The day I went to his church, he gave me to speak for, I don't know, 25 minutes. By the time I was done with 15 minutes, everybody was caught up with fire. The, half of the church chairs were broken. He himself were lost. The wife was somewhere else. 
Recently I saw him. I said, why have you left Omar here? He said, but that day you spoke into me that the doors and gates you opened to me. And I'm trying to catch up with what you said. Many doors, many gates. I kept quiet. I couldn't talk again. I'm just coming back from the U.S. And they told me, and this boy came to Houston, Texas. People flew from every state of America and came down to Houston, Texas. He doesn't know them. But he's strong in the grace. He's identified and got a need for himself. Nobody's even asking him, how long have you been in the ministry? Because he started during the COVID 2020. So the things you are running for are running to those who I imagine. Those who are responding to the bidding of creation. The things you are running for are running to those imagine, those who are showing up. To the Davids. The Bible said the whole of the people lined up on the streets. And the music changed. It was Saul killed his thousands. And David killed his ten thousand. They produced new music. The language of the people changed. The imagined people will change the music. They will change the language. They will change what is in vogue. They will change the traditions. They will change. They are game changers. Are you the answer? Are you the imagined people? Or like John the Baptist will ask, or do we look for another? May we stand on our feet. I want you to pray one prayer. Lord, I have made up my mind. If you will choose one person, choose me. I don't care the cost. If you can't pray that prayer, then I'm afraid we have problem. Lord, I've made up my mind. <laughs> I'll pay the price. If you need one person, I want to be that person. This, the front here is too small to ask those who are serious to come out. But if your heart is burning and in your heart you are saying creation should stop crying that you are here that you have emerged I want you to raise your hand Hey. Those that should be prophets, I activate your oil and I strengthen your voice. I command your ears to begin to hear the language of heaven and I release your tongue to begin to prophesy. 
And those who will change the music, who will change the language we hear today, but those who will change the image of Nigeria. I am sick and tired. I'm afraid and I'm disgusted of what they say about Nigeria. The emerging apostolic and prophetic company are game changers. Like the hill song young pastors who don't conform to the world. They are not worldly. But they carry grace. When they land in a place, they change leadership. The young man that went from there to UK, all the UK pastors in Assemblies of God Church said to him, please be our leader. All the people saying to him, be our leader, are his seniors. But they saw grace. The whole of Judah went to David and anointed him king and said, be our leader. Sending you out here to sing a new song and introduce the light of God. One of the places given to me is Isaiah 1. Arise, shine, your light has come. The light, are you the light? Can you tell your city, arise, shine, I'm around. Heavenly Father, see these sons and daughters whose hands are up. If I have my way and can pay all their hotel bills and talk to their employers, we could have stayed for two more days. But Lord, I ask that you pour on them new strength and the power of the might of Jesus. Pour upon them a greater quantum of grace to a dimension they have never seen before. That the city they step in will start vibrating and the mountains will begin to quake. Father, put the intense strength to the words I've spoken and cause the manifestation that testimonies will start coming from every corner. Testimonies shall start coming from every gate as they position themselves. Jesus mighty name I pray just listen to me look up this way not long ago the whole Germany announced everybody come out to your balcony and to the streets and clap for some minutes for our past Michael 
who ruled for 12 years. The whole Germany, maybe Muslims didn't come out. He changed the language and culture. One woman, there were not two. I stand in the name of the Lord and I release you. Go and change your world. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you were blessed. Don't be left out in this last move of God in the nations of the earth. For more of this audio messaging, please click on the download link on our Facebook page at Kingdom Diplomat Engine or join us on Instagram, K Diploma